Hi there. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much, a Grit podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Wirtz. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much? And I'm joined here today with our wonderful Grit and Biola alum, Rachel McCready-White. Rachel, give us a little holler. Hello. Rachel just heard our podcast title for the first time, so I would love to hear your thoughts. Literally, that is A, genius, and B, I feel like I feel that emotion a lot. I don't even know if it's technically an emotion, but I feel that a lot. There's something. That statement. Yeah. Um, And so I'm really happy that you guys are bringing that into this space. Just the irony that it's only women talking, too, as well. Oh, my gosh. And it's just that layer (laughs) as well. I think that we should start off our introduction to Rachel um, with a really important question that I like to ask our guests here about the best calf station here at Mm. Biola. Um, So I'm going to present the options for you because Rachel um, is privileged enough to have forgotten (laughs) (laughs) what these stations are called because she did love off campus the last few years of her undergrad, which is very normal. Makes sense. But then she graduated last spring. So it's even further back in her memory. Mm -hmm. So we have, um, honestly, I don't even know what the pizza station's called, but pizza. Yeah. I don't know what it's actually. I think it has like a fancy like little play on words. Yeah. Because... Milo wants to spark joy in the calf, yeah. um, but I, I yeah. don't I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Maybe we have like that. pizza parlor or something. Yeah, something with pizza. We have the mm. grain gallery, which is like the bread Such and the bagels. Such a beautiful name, honestly. Yeah. Then we have uh, home cooking, mm. which is on the right side, and then yeah. we have chef's table on the left side. Yes. And then we have garden, garden something for salad. Mm, mm-hmm. I forget what it is. Yeah. Garden something. Garden um, something. And then we have Sixth Street Grill. Yes. And then I feel like the panini press should have its own. Yeah. It's its own. Yeah, it's it's, a, its own. within the garden um, umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, my favorite. Well, okay. When I was on campus, I have a lot of food allergies. So I actually, in the calf, ha- can I like add an option? Is sure. that okay? Yeah, you can. You can. I had a special meal plan. Mm. So I got to go into the back, um, this the little kitchen area, and they would mm. make my meals so that I was safe. Um, and it was lovely. The ladies back there are so kind. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna choose option mm. not on the list. Sure. sure. Back of house kitchen. Great. That's my favorite. But it's coming in second. I would say the ice cream soft serve. <laughs> so good. I don't know if that's part of either, but I think like it's just hard because you don't know when it's going to be there. It's not consistent. That's the thing. And honestly, I think for the sake of the mental health of <laughs> students at Viola, I think we need that to be more consistent. We in, need in my it. personal opinion. Certainly. Mm-hmm. And also when they just randomly choose to not serve fries. Like, that should be a daily. Like, exactly. And the thing is, it's it takes you by surprise when it's not there. Because yeah. it's only, like, once, maybe once a week out of, like, mm-hmm. the 21 meals. It's, like, once they're, like, oh, we're not making fries. And then I'm eating, and there's, like, a void. And I'm, like, where are my fries? You're like, what do I do with this? And yeah. the thing is, it's not like I get fries every time, but the option needs to be available to me. Exactly. And I think it's the concept. Again, it's that consistency <laughs> that our mental yep. health needs. You know? <laughs> we need it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm realizing that you guys really don't know who this woman is with me, but I'll give my little background on Rachel, I suppose. I'm trying to think of when I met you. Um, Do you remember? Was it when I went to you your house at the like the little function? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think it was um, your freshman year. That mm-hmm. would have been my junior year. Um, one of my roommates, her sister, um, who's also on Grit staff, Alicia, Alicia. we love her. Um, she uh, was living with us at the time, or was about to live with us, um, and she wanted to invite some freshmen who were living in the area. And I think you were there. I think I was there. I think you came to that little mixer. Yes, had some Lacroix and snacks. It was oh, nice. Yeah, that was before I liked Lacroix. I've only recently liked it but I feel so much better now that I have because it's all that's available at events oh totally I also came to Biola not liking LaCroix and I had to force myself no it's about adaptability because it's Mm -hmm. not that it's like it was the only option I remember going to a ministry night and it was all it was at one of like Bree's house church in Mm -hmm. LA and all that they had was bubbly and I was like I'm really thirsty but I don't like feel comfortable enough to like ask for normal water and I also feel like kind of a narc Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll just drink the sparkling. And then I was like, wait, this is kind of fire. 
but it's because I was so thirsty. I just like had to drink yeah. it. Yeah, it was the only option. Yeah, but I think if you just have a sip of Lacroix, it's like, why would anyone like this? I understand. Yeah, but, but then you kind of you kind of get to a spot where you start craving it. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like your little treat, but yeah. then it's literally just water. So then it's like, it's good, especially yeah. if you're addicted to soda like me. Totally, it's it's really good to totally. change it up. You add some like fresh lime to that. Mm. Oh my gosh, it Yummy. feels healthy. It feels healthy. No, and that's is, really what matters. Exactly, it's just a touch of like strawberry, and I'm like, ooh, mm. mm-hmm. I am on my wellness journey. Yeah. I um, love when they say it's like lime essence. Like yeah. I love that you're it's like, just the essence of it. I'm you're like, like, what okay. does that mean? Like, yeah, you're just like whispering lime into that. I don't know. Like lime, <laughs> literally, literally. That's goodbye. It. So returning back um, yeah. to <laughs> the party. So no, that was necessary. Um, mm-hmm. so I remember we met there, and then my so freshman year for me was 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So that was COVID. Um. And I, not me having a brain fart. I love when this happens. I think the first time we hung out was we got yeah. coffee. We at did. Made. made. Mm-hmm. We did. We did do that. When was was that? That was spring. My, that was spring of my freshman year. I remember yeah. telling you all of my trauma, so I do remember that. I think I also told you all of my trauma. So oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that was when our friendship. We took our next leap. Yeah. Um, and then I think you told me to apply for grit, and I was yeah. like, sounds good. And I remember you being like, you could just submit a guest blog. And then I never did because I was like, that feels like too much work. Um, but I think that but you guys, apply. but guys, if you have anything to say, submit a guest blog. Please, 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 please. We want to hear you. <laughs> we want to hear what you have to say. Um, it would be great. Or if you don't want to write it, but you have something to say, we could have one of us talk to you and then we could write about it. So mm-hmm. don't, you don't even have to do the heavy lifting. So Absolutely. don't even worry. Um, and then sophomore year, which was like my first year fully in person i joined the grit team which has just been a really great community and fun spot and rachel was there all last year which was great and now she's gone uh, yeah. so that's pretty sad unfortunately it feels weird to be we ha- we still have zoe but weird to be like on um, well also lauren is a senior too so not really but still being an upperclassman mm-hmm. it feels very weird because I just heavily associate Rachel with grit and mm. she's not there. And I'm like, no. Yeah. But um, so that's how I know Rachel. And I we had our little silly staff picnic event. Yeah. <laughs> was it in the spring? Yeah, it was in the spring. And it was when Rachel was graduating. We were playing. We're not really strangers. And it was like, what do you admire about this person, oh about Rachel? And then me and Alicia are just crying. And we're like, this is not good. We're not. We're Literally. Not and then I was crying. I like put my sunglasses yeah. on because I just it was, was really like, funny. I can't, I can't I, deal with this yet. I loved the sunglasses moment. Mm-hmm. So just give me some some quick updates. Yeah. You know, just consolidate all your emotions and your experience into a few few compact points yeah super easy i I can do that um post-grad has been both the um, most uh, beautiful and confusing time of my life i feel like um it's the first time i'm having uh like legitimate free time (laughs) like what do i do with all of this space um because there's no homework you know, Don't rub it in there. I know. I'm so sorry. But it, it it's um, both freeing and also at the same time very suffocating because, um, yeah, I just don't really know what is next. And so it's a lot of like letting go of control. It's a lot of patience, which I'm not very good at. Um, and it's a lot of um, just seeking peace. And I think that's been been really weird but at the same time it's felt like such a gift I feel like I'm connecting with my my friends in a really new way um I have the privilege of living in the same apartment complex as um both like living directly with my dear friends but then also living in the same apartment complex as some of the other girls and that has been so special um because we just walk over to each other's apartments and have movie that's nights amazing. and make cookies and so it's like dorm things like, like that literally but just like we're adults and but like you don't have an ra yeah exactly no ra that's nice. yeah that's it is nice. it you is. can have wine at yes. your movie nights yeah. I, I can in fact have wine at my movie nights um and that has been really special um so it, it feels like a new view on community um because stepping out of Biola, like community isn't as easily accessible. So it's like, okay, I have to actually like put in a the work and b the emotional capacity into these spaces because um, it's not like 
made for me. I'm not running into my friends, um, you know, on Metzger or yeah. at Commons. Like it's it takes a lot of intentionality um, to create spaces. And so, yeah, in the last couple of months, it's been, um, yeah, an interesting like mental journey too of like processing my um, college experience. A lot of that was during COVID. Um, I was sent home at, uh three-fourths of the way through my sophomore year of college and then was online and then randomly came back and then graduated and left. So um, it's been kind of up and down. Um, so I think with processing that, it's been kind of up and down too since graduating. And um, But I feel just really, um, I was even reflecting on this this morning, I feel really blessed by this season of life um, because so much is unknown. I'm like, wow, I can like figure this out and, and, and be where... I want to be so yeah i'm i'm working at a coffee shop until i find a full-time job classic classic, classic millennial with their college degree yeah it's been really fun i actually really love this job it's been um a really sweet um kind of like landing point for me after biola but then mm -hmm. i'm really excited for it to be a launching point as well so um i feel like i'm able to create community where i where i'm at which is i'm living in costa mesa now um and so that's been really sweet and people I work with are great. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of been the last couple of months for me. It's just wow. figuring out life. Who am yes. I? Pull up to whip uh, if you want to see Rachel. Literally, Sorry yeah. if you don't want me to expose your workplace. No, it's OK. Work in progress, Costa Mesa. Yeah. It's really fun. Pull up the curly blonde. That's me. It's her. That's me. So say, hey, girl. I heard you in my ear canals. Yeah, please let me know. I would love to. I would love to hear that. Would absolutely love to hear it. Yeah. I remember last semester just hearing about your post grad existentialism crisis. Mm -hmm. How do you feel reflecting back on like the anxiety that you were feeling then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like looking back, are you just like, oh, she had nothing to worry about, or like, mm. what would what do you think when you look I back? I feel at that like. <laughs> that version of myself like um wasn't necessarily looking for the excitement of it like I think I was excited about it but I think I was like oh my gosh like I have to pay my own bills and like make ends meet and like also mm -hmm. sustain all of these relationships um and so I think the anxiety came from a really like valid place but at the same time I wish that I would have been like savor where you are now because totally. it's really really good and you know um there's a level of like safety that I felt at Biola um and I still feel pieces of that where I am now just because I I, I have the privilege of like being with the same community that I was at Biola so the transition mm -hmm. hasn't been as hard as it could have been totally but I think um yeah, I, I kind of wish that I could go back and just say hey girl take a deep breath like yeah you're gonna be okay like Yes, Biola is really important to you, but like you have things outside of that. Totally. Um, which is just a really interesting, yeah, thing to realize. I don't know. That's been cool. Yeah, when you're in it, that feels hard <clears throat> to think about other spaces. I think of Brene Brown when she says like freaking out feels like the only option sometimes, but it's like, when is it helpful? Like, yeah, when, no, literally. You're like freaking out is totally going to help me transition into yeah, postcard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, I have to feel every nuance of this emotion. I'm like, girl, you don't. You actually don't. Like, it's okay. You're fine. You're like, going to be okay. You actually do not need to listen to Landslide uh, on repeat. <laughs> no. You don't. No. It's okay. No, you do not need to live. Uh, listen to Long Live by um, Taylor Swift. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't listen do it. to Never grow Break up, away actually. by Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> so going off of your comment about feeling all the nuanced emotions about something, I feel this literally anytime like I leave home, I'm like, oh, time to listen to my music and be like, oh, sad now. Yeah. But what do you think's like the boundary of feeling your emotions and being present to your experience while also remaining like emotionally steady without like hmm. ruminating? Yeah, well, I think um, one of the things that I feel like I've been learning in this season, but even I, I studied psychology at Viola, um, and so um, some of the things that we talked about was, um, you know, when you graduate or like really any life transition, there's a level of grief that comes with it. And um, in order to remain a healthy functioning person, um, you actually have to like feel your grief. And so I think it's this tension between 
um, recognizing where you are, where you thought you would be, um, where you were, and where you're going, um, and kind of taking all of that in and and letting it just kind of be. I feel like oftentimes, especially in our culture, we're like, we just need to feel it, and we need to get over it, and we need to work through it, and that's it. Um, and I don't think that that's actually what grief requires of us. Um, so I think there's a tension of like, ruminating isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like it's the way you ruminate in it, I think. Um, mm. And I get caught ruminating in it too much, um, but I also get caught in avoiding it too much. And so I think finding that space um, to be able to check in with yourself, um, I think that's one thing that I've been working on in therapy. Like, Everyone at Viola go to therapy, please. <laughs> she goes to therapy. That's yeah, crazy. I have for the last three years. It's so wonderful. But one thing that I'm working on in that space is like, taking like positive and negative emotions can happen at the same time and you're not wrong for that like you're not doing anything wrong for feeling those things um so i can be really excited that i've graduated from biola but i can also grieve the fact that you know over 25 percent of that was online and that i you know missed out on the quote-unquote college experience like i can still grieve that and that's okay while also being excited to have been done um totally and so i think it's almost this acceptance of yourself and your emotions and recognizing that those emotions are not your enemy, um, but that they are like a really true and deep part of who you are. Um, mm -hmm. You're not yourself without your emotions and the, the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. And so I think um, that's something that I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, continually working on is how do I accept what's happening in front of me not try to control it, um, not be passive to it either, but kind of hold all of that um, at the same time, um, you know, with open hands, because I think that that's, that's really important and not something that I always did. I feel like I always tried to either box up my emotions and, and tie up a, a pretty little bow on them, um, and that just left me inauthentic um, and isolated. Um, or on the other hand, I'm like, literally let the mess out, like let it everywhere. And then I'm just an emotional wreck and, and, you know, nobody, um, wants to, you know, deal with that. Yeah. Know? Um, and you know, I'm putting my emotions on everyone else and projecting and all of that. And so it's finding this tension of like the box can be open and I can pick up these things and I can look at them and I can feel them. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's okay for it to, you know, sit in your hand for a second. Like it's okay to feel that. Um, mm -hmm. but also recognize that like, it's okay to put it away too, you know? Yeah, that's a great visual. I feel, it sounds like you're saying that we, you just like be able to live and like you talked about, like the tension between feeling like really happy and really sad about something. Like you're free to feel both of those things. Yeah. And you don't have to choose. Like I'm just sad yeah. or I'm just grieving or I'm just excited. Yeah. And just to bring up Brene Brown again, because <laughs> I love talking about her. She talks about the two word check-in, which is, I do it with my like yearbook staff and with my friends too is like you just give two words of how you're feeling and they mm -hmm. tend to be like opposite yeah like almost every week in our RA meeting last year it would be like I'm really stressed but I'm excited or I'm really tired but I'm inspired hmm. or something like that and so I feel like it's important to not um, box up like you said like our emotions like I just feel this way especially in a Christian environment where it feels like oh maybe I have to like present like the most positive self mm -hmm. like because that is what other people around me are like I'm doing so good like blah blah, blah. Mm. it's like you can be doing so good and also be really sad or totally be going through something and you yeah. don't have to sacrifice that part of you that is doing well yeah totally to that part of you that isn't yeah I think about like David in the Psalms all the time when it comes to that like he, he goes back and forth from like deep intense emotional turmoil literally to, i'm reading like, it i'm like yo chill yeah like, literally literally he's like god he's why'd like, you make me and then he's like you're he's the like, best you're the literally. best so and you can like, like both revel in the joy of the lord and also grieve your experiences like and actually god welcomes that and would rather have that than you know the two ex extremes and i think that totally. that's that's something honestly that took all of biola for me to like start wrapping my head around and now i'm just yeah. kind of like putting the pieces together so mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's it's weird it's a weird like thing to figure out of like what do i need but um the concept that that you got me thinking about is the idea of self-compassion like that's what it mm -hmm. is is like being compassionate for yourself because you would never tell someone else like <laughs> why are you feeling that emotion like you would literally never say that and so it's like yeah. okay this emotion is happening here's why this could be happening you know mm -hmm. you know post i just graduated 
I don't know what I'm doing. Like my parents live on the other side of the country. Like all of those things, like bringing those in, processing that in, um, but then also being like, okay, so I can care for myself in this way um, in spite of all of these circumstances. So I don't know. Self-compassion is a good thing. Yes, very easy to talk about, very hard to practice. Oh, totally. So I'm hard. Just, like, literally, I'm queen of invalidating literally. myself. I'm going to go see my therapist tomorrow, and we're going to talk all about self-compassion. It's going to so, be really great. All about it. <laughs> all about it. Well, I think another question I have, and this could just be me, so you could be like, no, girl, mm, that's just mm-hmm. you. But I feel like with deep feelers, which all of us are, we just have different ways mm-hmm. of coping with them but I think people who are okay with embracing their big feelings I I've experienced this recently and it's been weird but I feel like sometimes you get so tired of being like like that then you become really avoidant Mm -hmm. which is like what you are in like I am not pro like pushing things down Mm -hmm. but then I feel like I embrace them so much like to a point where I'm ruminating in them and then I'm like I just like don't want to deal with it at all and there's like there's a healthy level of like not being like so pushed around I guess by your emotions and like having stability but I think sometimes I'm like oh well I'm always super emotional so it's like uh, it's healthy that I'm avoiding this but it's like no you still need to (laughs) yeah like you still gotta tend to it yeah emotions like still demand to be felt it's just a matter of when they come out you know yeah they're just on a little shelf totally totally and like the shelf's gonna fall eventually you know if you keep just stacking them on there you know and then you're gonna shave your head (laughs) no exactly (laughs) and I think I think it's interesting that that you say that because I I feel that I feel like um, one of my favorite pieces that I wrote when I was in Grit was I can't necessarily remember the title, but it was I Cry in Public and I Like It or something. like that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I wrote that in the thick of the pandemic. I was at my parents house in South Dakota in my little bed and I was like crying as I was writing it. But also at the same time, I had just gone through, um, you know, leaving campus and Um, I was on missions conference staff at the time and it got canceled and like I broke up with the guy that I was seeing at that time. You're just like like, rad. (laughs) Then I literally moved with my family across the country and I was not feeling any of that, like none of it. Mm -hmm. As I'm writing this piece where I'm talking about how I'm just really in tune with my emotions and it's like, (laughs) no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. So I think it's this level of like, again, that self-compassion of like, you don't have to have it all together in your emotional yeah. life. You know, like it's okay for things to be messy and hard and for you to also like want to avoid things. It's just a matter of recognizing that and doing something about it. So I get that though. The avoidant tendency does come up for me. <laughs> it does. It <laughs> I just want to deal with this. So I'm just going to pretend that it's not there. But yeah. then I just am like mean and angry. So yeah, it's nice. No, that it just like comes out and you're just in little pe- things and yeah. you're like oh i need to i'm like oh i should probably figure <laughs> something out should probably talk to my therapist I should go to the that. beach and like sit down for a second and like just really breathe deep breaths yeah. take a deep breath mm-hmm. so rachel has quite a unique undergrad experience i would say anyone mm-hmm. who's gone to college the last few years has mm-hmm. very very diverse very different um so i'm gonna have rachel kind of go through and give each year of college she's going to give a little chunk of advice for us um so you can start off with your senior year if that's most recent or you could start off with your freshman year wow 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 up to you okay yeah i think i'm gonna start freshman year and work my way up yeah it feels a little easier yeah um the further you're away from it the more you're like your problems not as (laughs) not as hard like i don't remember what it's like to be a freshman i honestly i like remember parts of it um but yeah but not a ton um but I would say freshman year um the biggest advice that I could give is find someone who's older than you that's like done it before um has been where you are I think that I I had the privilege of um I had two friends who were juniors and they just welcomed me with open arms um and just really sat with me in, in hard moments um, and were kind and gracious and, um, you know, they're dear friends today. I was in both of their weddings um, and they um, have continued to be that kind of older sister figure um, for me. And I think find someone who is is older than you, who's willing to um, not necessarily invest in you in like a mentorship level, but genuinely in just a friendship level to just have yeah. um, people who have you know, figured out French freshman friend groups and like things at the calf or um, different events or like 
who you want to be associated with. I think that was just really, really helpful. Um, and then to move on to sophomore year, um, slow down. I think that's the biggest thing I would say to, to sophomore year me. I had coffee with anyone and everyone <laughs> that asked me to. And I, I didn't recognize my emotional capacity. I didn't recognize, um, you know, just like <laughs> the bounds of my schedule. Like I, I probably at that point I was having like three coffees a day with people. Oh my God. Genuinely. It was so, it was so rough. It was so rough, but it, it was, it was fruitful at the totally. same time. It's, it's hard because like, yes, invest in relationships and get to but know maybe people. like one coffee day a but day. Yeah. Maybe honestly two a week. And that's totally like really fine. all that you need to do and like find yeah. rest. Um, because I was just going, going, going. Um, so yeah, slow down. I, I wish I would have savored that year a little bit more. Because for me, it was like the last kind of normal um, normal time. Just because um, in the spring of that year, we got sent home. Um, so yeah, I'd say slow down. Um, savor the little things. Junior year. I'm like, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just look at um, me. Junior year was honestly the hardest year at Viola for me. Cool. That's how it's felt so far. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's that's like junior year of high school. Why is it so yeah. hard? Why is it so hard? I don't have the SATs. Classes are harder. Friendships are a little bit harder. Um, you know, trying to figure out your place in the world. You're starting to think about post grad. All the things. It's chaotic. Um, yeah. I'm also gonna put my sweatshirt back on. Oh, so. do your thing. Um, I would say, goodness, I started therapy that year. And that was really nice, um, but also really hard. I would say, hmm, junior year is hard. Um, you, I would say, remember how far you've come. It's giving Morgan Harper Nichols. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Let we me, love Morgan. Let me. It's <laughs> always just like break that down. Look at look at how far you've look come, at how far girl. You've come. The, the skies have been twirling. No, I love her. Genuinely, I'm gonna say it. I love her. She's she's helped me through so many so many moments. No. Um. So and funny. I don't even know her. So thank God. So for thank her. you. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. Shout out, Morgan. Um. Even though I just roasted you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but genuinely, I think like remember what it took for you to get where you are so academically um relationally um yeah just personally just all of the different nuances of um what it means to be a person what it means to be like an adult i feel like junior is the first year you're like oh wait like i am an adult and like i need to have adult relationships and um i need to you know take my academics seriously because oh yeah and i'm gonna be out of here um and so i think um, it's really easy to be like, ah, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing everything wrong? Like, what's happening? Um, but I think remembering that the Lord has brought you to this place and he has been faithful and he will continue to be that. I think that I wish I would have heard of that a little bit more when I was a junior. Um, senior year. Goodness. I would say. <laughs> um invest in your professors like I don't know I feel like that's one thing because I was online for a majority of of that kind of that like middle portion of my Biola experience I didn't get to necessarily cultivate relationships with my professors and um and there's two parts of this like I think there's personal and academic development within that that happens um and I was able to connect with some professors um Dr. Liz Hall I love her so much she um was just absolutely such a wonderful resource for me my senior year and was really helpful um but I think um at the same time um I wish that I had had that um throughout all of Biola and so I think especially your senior year find that um but also you're gonna need letters of recommendation and so <laughs> find um for grad school for a job for a ministry opportunity like that's just something that that is would be really helpful so I would I would say find someone who is um who you admire and who you respect um and who you can cultivate a, a good rapport with and then you know pursue them um yeah on all the different levels I think that that would be really helpful um yeah one thing that I would say just to like college students in general so any year is find a mentor who's outside of Viola hmm. um yeah and I think it's okay if they're a staff member um but I think it was really, it 
it was really beneficial to have somebody who was outside of my season. Um, you know, I, I had Lisa for three years um, as, you know, my grid advisor, but also during COVID, we met every week or every other week, um, just kind of talked about um, like personal things, but also grit things. And that was so helpful for me. So find somebody who you trust um, just in general. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, if that's a professor, great. But I think, um, yeah, just find people who are willing to invest in you, who are older than you and have been where you are. Yeah, thank you for sharing your wisdom. So following up on your genius, let's look at your writer description. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so if you guys... the tail end of my freshman year, I think. Okay. I think that's when this... Awesome. So this was like circa 2019. 2019. Wow. Feels so, so long ago. So long ago. <laughs> Life was so different. So different. Um, so basically, Grit started as just a blog. And so on our blogs, we have little writer descriptions. If you go down... Um, mine's outdated um, as well. But Rachel's is just incredibly outdated. <laughs> so outdated. It's funny because we all rewrote ours like last year. And no, I, think... I, I did rewrite mine. I just didn't submit it in oh, time. Cool. Okay. Cheers. Love that you rewrote it. Yeah. Like the heart was there. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So I'm just going to read Rachel's description. Um, <laughs> or do you want to read your own? Oh, gosh. Would um, it feel better if I read it. I think it would feel better if you read it. Because then it's honestly, not you talking yeah. about yourself. It's exactly. me talking about freshman year Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel is a public relations major hoping to tell stories that inspire people. She is passionate and empowering. Oh, plot. Bye. <laughs> I'm just reading it completely wrong. She's passionate and empowering. She is passionate about empowering others to grow closer to Christ and step into their callings. You can find her at a coffee shop laughing it up with her friends. Oh my god. She loves <laughs> I can't. goodness. She loves cute skirts. Cute skirts. Veronica Mars reruns. Good lord. Great conversations and mm -hmm. all things Disney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. That's me. That's all you need to know, honestly. That's it. That's that's her in a, in a nutshell, people. Yeah. Um twenty nineteen me. Yeah. What are your what are some feelings you feel oh, when you hear that? Um, well, first of all, I was public relations for like two seconds. Yeah. So I just think that's hilarious that that has stuck around. Um, people just are still talking about how you're PR. Like it's crazy. literally, they're like, oh my gosh, she studied PR. Where was she in all the classes? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a PR minor up until my last semester though. So I guess it like kind of was a, was a thing for me, but, um, so that's really funny to me. Um, I really was like, let's be super spiritual. Like that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing in that. Yeah. Of like, how can I be a spiritual leader? And that I am just, I'm, I'm dead at that. That's so funny to me. Um, that is something that I'm passionate about. But I think that there was a better way to say that. Um, for sure. And and now in retrospect, I see that. Um. Uh, cute skirts. <laughs> I just am like, why did that make the cut? Cute skirts. I don't know. Like out of you, the three things about. I was yourself. like, how do I talk about that? I enjoy thrifting because mm. it's very calming to me. And so what I was like thrifting at the time was cute skirts. And mm. so I was like, mm. let's go for it. Yeah. Um. And then the last Veronica Mars. I will. I will not. I love Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars is incredible. Incredible. So why would we? Um, her? Definitely like not Biola sanctioned at all so um just gonna preface that but a wonderful show and i i love it um and then the last one disney i do love disney i do i do love disney um that's okay so i i do feel that but i think it gives disney adult a little yeah, bit which is fine it did. like there's more important things that you could know about me like i've never heard part? you talk about disney in the two years yeah. that i've known you which i yeah. i feel like that is what kind of is making me say this yeah. you know it's because no, it's like it doesn't feel that essential uh, yeah exactly it can it can probably you also know. say that you love great conversations which feels <laughs> i not very unique no i think everybody <laughs> likes great conversations you're like I most people like, don't like good conversations but i do i think this is what i like was thinking and i okay. wanted to be more creative i was okay. like i love sitting down with people and hearing the, like hearing them out like hearing people's totally. stories um i love coffee I love having fun. I love Disney and I love thrifting. Yes. And like movies and TV are very important to me. Like yes. that's kind of what, but I was like, how yes. can I make this interesting and important? And you want to be specific. So totally. I understand. Totally. I said specificity is everything and, yeah. and it didn't do anything for me, you know, in the Yeah, it didn't serve things. you in no. the end. No. Um, so if you were to write this out today, 
what would you say differently? So let's do sentence by sentence. Yeah. That might help. So I would okay, say. Okay. So first sentence oh. is. No, you Let me give you a sorry, little. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, let me talk. <laughs> um, Rachel is a public relations major hoping to tell stories that inspire people. So Rachel now. Mm, Rachel is a psychology graduate. How would I say that? I'm not in, I'm not in grad school. You so. would say that you are a Biola alum who studied psychology. Yeah, who studied psychology. And is now working. Hmm. With hopes to invest in the future of the church. How about that? Is that great? Good? I don't know. Sounds sounds great. Maybe future throw of the in church and health. The future health of the church. Emotional health. The future emotional health of the church. Okay. Also, like grammatically, I don't think that this is because I'm also a writer. Like I'm yeah. a writer. No, it's I, not so, making sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. But we're just kind of brain. Just bear with us, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're just throwing things around. Okay. Yeah. Would you talk about how you work at WIP? Um, you say that. I think I would, I think I would, like, with a, you know, a... She loves making coffee. I love making say. coffee for people. Yeah, yeah. It does say you can find her at a coffee shop laughing yeah. it up with her friends. You can find laughing her... Laughing it up. <laughs> <laughs> laughing it up. What even is that? I don't know. So what would you say instead of, she is passionate <laughs> about empowering others to grow closer to Christ and step into their callings? Um, I think I would just say the passionate about the development of individ- of individuals. I think I would just say that. Perfect. Next, we have you can find her at a coffee shop laughing it up with her friends. <laughs> you can uh, find her at a coffee shop behind the counter. I don't know, making coffee. Ma- making your latte. Make yep that oat milk vanilla latte. She's making it exactly. That's me. Yep, she loves cute skirts. Um, she gets excited finding unique things. I don't know. I like reading. Okay, I like reading now. <laughs> You're like, I've elevated hobbies now. Yeah, I enjoy reading. Fiction, nonfiction, both? All of the above. All of the above, um, okay. Fiction is a lot easier for me to read. 100%. For I reason. think that's like the draw. Feels like a sin, but it's... <laughs> You're like, it's not Christian living, so it uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I just like, no, for the like life my, of me, I will go through yeah. a romance novel in like two seconds. Oh. But when it comes to like leaving, reading C.S. Lewis or like that's John Mark Comer, it's like, it takes me so long. And I think there's a level of that is so like valuable, that information yeah. that you don't want to just sit and read like a hundred pages yeah, about spirituality. Yeah, you're not necessarily consuming it. You're like... R- ruminating you're ruminating <laughs> yes yes you're marinating your little brain yeah, in that you're learning which takes you're time. hopefully practicing it yeah but it's still it's but with fiction you can just fly through that that's thing. thing it's like a little binge reading yeah 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 so you would say that you like to read mm-hmm. would you still say veronica mars reruns or would you maybe put a different tv show i would probably like include new girl honestly because i think mm. that's like kind of my go-to very good in general and honestly was my go-to back then i just was i I think i was just afraid of being basic um and but the thing is like new girl's popular because it's mm, incredible that's the thing so things honestly hot take things that are basic quote-unquote basic um it's just because they're consistent and good like that's for the most part yeah exactly for the most part there's things like camilla cabello and you're like no you know yeah and i get that and there's things like that that you're like maybe they're overrated but a lot of things mm-hmm. that people say are basic are, like Rachel said, they're just good. They're just good. And they're a lot quality. of people just like they're them. Consistent. For example, Taylor Swift. Around. Yes. Is she somewhat basic? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not going to say that. Exactly. Also, let's... Don't catch me on recording saying Taylor Swift is basic. <laughs> Please. I love her too much for that. <laughs> too much. Too much. Also, I feel like ba- hot take number two. Mm-hmm. The term basic, um, why do we not use it with men? Let's That's talk about thing. that because if you meet, um, so it's very much like white girl drinks Starbucks, loves mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Loves Target. You know, like that sort yes. of thing. It's like yes. blah, blah, blah. Again, nothing wrong with any of those no, things. Me, all of those. That. Yeah, no, li- literally. Yeah. Literally. But then a guy, white guy, you know, receding hairline, likes football. Yeah. Uh, ha- likes the stock market. Yeah. All these things. We're not going to call Wears them basic. Nikes. Yeah. Exactly. Like we're not, we don't do that. Because it's just standard guy behavior. It's and that's okay. But you would never tell a guy, like you would tell a girl if she's watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians that she's basic. But a guy who's watching the Seahawks, he's not basic. But I'm like, but you're he's all doing not. the exact same thing. But no, that's the thing. It's just, it's just different. It's just different outcomes, honestly. Yeah. Like somebody wins the football game. Somebody wins the argument. <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You Please. know? Like. Exactly. 
same outcome it just doesn't make sense because it's like is it just used to diminish women probably probably hot takes hot takes hot probably takes gonna do a whole episode on that because no. it's actually so interesting Genuinely, I and how women put down other women by calling them basic it's like yeah. actually when you think about it it's so mean no like, and you're I, not unique and maybe and maybe it was like kind of brought up in order to become a tool for women to tear other women down i don't know that's that's a really good this is a really good question to ask i yeah. think there's a lot of good questions to ask within this yes. concept for sure yes for sure i'm like episode number two after this no genuinely we can just <laughs> we can just keep talking about that. just keep going i'm probably i don't know how much of that i'll be able to keep in no that's okay <laughs> but the amount of tangents okay so you're gonna keep new girl oh wait another <laughs> another tangent what character would you say i am from that new girl? you are oh yeah gosh. there's a specific one multiple people have said um it's not jessica day no i would not have yeah. put you under jessica day actually thank you i think mm, not breaking eye contact <laughs> maybe schmidt i don't i don't not know. Sure. winston please winston winston okay everyone has see, said winston okay okay yeah i would say i'm gonna say so sometimes schmidt. i feel like we're all a little bit of a mix of everybody 100 percent. it's like the enneagram you know we all have yeah. those characters exactly um, those what are they called uh the the like yeah i yeah the what? um <laughs> what's yes. called this is just me forgetting everything episode like paradigm yeah the like um the wings is that what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but the there's wings. there's but like, then there's also the like triangle things yeah yeah and i don't no, know no, what no. they're called but i mean like the general personality test thing yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, like we, we all have these there's nuances yeah, you exactly. know, nuance. We just sound like podcast yeah, men. Totally. Um, Who would you say that I am? Oh, wait, I, let me finish my thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, didn't <laughs> I got, I got so lost. Yeah. So I think we have all of the characters within us. It's just like we have different amounts. Like, I feel like my prominent totally. one is Winston. But I definitely see Schmidt okay, coming. Okay, and I'm sorry that I said it's okay. that I said Schmidt. Because okay. now thinking about it, I would say a little bit more of Winston. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, For you, I'm unsure. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah. Um, I think that I'm like part Jessica Day and part Nick Miller. That's literally what was in my head. Yeah. I was like, she's partially Nick, but a little more motivated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But exactly. the underlying... Yeah. I'm like the underlying depression and... <laughs> no. She um, goes, your room's a mess. <laughs> I'm like, um, and turning things in late. No, literally. I'm kidding. Literally. Um... <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Because you have some of Jess, but are like more grounded. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. But the Nick's like too grounded. Or he's too cynical. So I feel like you're a nice yeah. little, you're a mixed bag with them. I would say, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, no, I didn't have anything else to say. So yeah, I'm just going to end that there. I, yeah. I feel like I also have a little bit of wins. Again, it's like we all have a little bit of everybody. Sorry. Exactly. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm trying to think of what it's called, like personality type, like what are, like archetypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the different. That's what the word was. I couldn't think of it. Nothing more annoying than just like in your brain, you have literally so much knowledge. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like, where is this? Filtering through so much. Yeah. And your synapses are just. (laughs) They're they're literally (laughs) firing. And all the TikTok. I had to delete TikTok. I am coming to a point where I think I might just delete all of my social media because I'm realizing how much time I'm spending oh. on that and that I'm not engaging like with the people around me, with the yes. Lord, with myself. Oh, yeah. It's oh, crazy. yeah. Deleted Instagram for three months this summer. Oh, my gosh. And TikTok. And it was amazing. And I didn't realize how good it yeah. was until I downloaded it again. And I felt this like sinking. Yeah. You're like, sinking why feeling do I in feel my depressed tummy. all of a sudden? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, why am I oh. anxious? Yeah. Social yeah. media. <laughs> so, social media. So, I've decided I'm staying on until my birthday, obviously, because, you know, I want um, everyone to just tell me how amazing I yeah, am. You'd like that validation. And yeah. Like, the words of my affirmation. Words, my words of affirmation love language is really going to need to have that. And if and people don't think I'm on Instagram, they don't post it, but then I check and no one did, I will it spiral. Will yeah. So, I am, I'm going to stay on for that and then I'm going to say. The thing, I think the trick is, is having like a five minute time limit on the app i think yes i have like a time limit on all of my so- but i just keep saying like yeah ignore for the rest i of wish it. there was a way for me to like lock myself out i think there is if you have like mm-hmm. parental controls no that's the thing no but even like i feel like apple has also like added i'm <laughs> sorry quick little ad um <laughs> goodbye <laughs>
I think that there's like ways for you to just like put a like a strict timer on it mm. um, without even having to do like parental control. Oh, I need to do that. I just wish I had discipline. But then I realized that discipline these, is so hard for me. Yeah, so it's hard. super hard. And also, like, these apps are literally engineered based on our human vulnerability that we want to oh, be yeah. liked. And so it's oh, like, yeah. it's easy to beat yourself up and be like, oh, I just don't have good like self control. But it's like, Literally, this is wired to be addictive to our brain. No, genuinely. Even if you're self... So being self-aware is good, but it's like... That's why you, like, literally have to delete it. No, and... Because you can't... You can't, like, just have it and be, like, kind of fine. Yeah, I was was the kid who didn't get an Instagram until senior year Mm -hmm. of high school because my parents wouldn't let me. And I look back on that and I'm like, why did you even let me get it? (laughs) Like, I look back and I wish that I didn't have it but I wanted it so bad because I was like I just want to be like everybody else I want to be like everybody else but now I'm like my brain is fried and I'm comparing myself to everyone oh yeah um and it's 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 kind of awful and I just wish Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have have done it but but here I am so being off TikTok is the biggest step in my opinion yeah because it's the most fun one Totally. Instagram is boring in like three seconds, so then I yeah. just leave, and I'm like, this is fine. But TikTok, TikTok's always exciting. Just keeps keeps it's going. It's literally it's all the Taylor Swift Easter eggs. Literally, it's little For recipes. Me, it's been the recipes. It's been the recipes. It's been the recipes yeah. getting me through, and then I'm like, I can't delete it because I need to get the recipes. No, yeah, you can Google the recipes. You can Google the recipes. It's okay. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. And are you actually gonna cook the recipes? You're not going to. These are the questions. Just <laughs> circling back. Yeah. Um, Rachel was supposed to do something called a farewell post, <laughs> but as we talked about her being half Nick Miller, yes. it kind of slipped in the cracks. I actually have like most of it written, um, but yeah. I uh, talk about avoiding emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me. That was me with my farewell post. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot. There's the a life full family me. on a tour behind us. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. So cute. Um, I love that. So I feel like I... um, Grit was by far the best part um, of my biola experience aside from the community that i that i came out with but um in in reality like grit was a big part of that community so it kind of you know all ties together but um it was really hard for me to be like moving into my new apartment while i'm like actively trying to say goodbye to grit and talk about what it means to me and thank the people who you know brought me here and supported me and so on and so forth um Grit was and continues to be um, just such a grounding presence um, for me in my life and allowed me the space and capacity to um, breathe in a lot of ways when I was at Biola. Like I I went through I worked through a lot of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a Christian woman um, in Grit staff meetings um, conversations with um, my coworkers, um, someone who um, I really value and has like made such an impact on my life, Jasmine Bell. Like she really, um, she was um, the community engagement um, coordinator, and uh, she, when I was you know first coming into the team, and she just really, um, we have very opposite personalities, and she just really empowered me in so many different ways, and so I think. Um, stepping into that space with Lisa and um, Danielle Brimage and um, Thecla and um, Lexi, what was our advisor at the time, um, I I was able to kind of step into this new confidence I never knew that I had. Um, confidence in my writing. I've always loved writing, but I never knew um, that people wanted to hear it, um, that people wanted to see it and in, enjoy it. And um, I think being able to do something that meant something um, for the kingdom and for like women meant so much to me, especially as I was processing through, does, does God love women? Does God value women in his kingdom? Um, and the conclusions that I came to after, you know, just so much, um, processing and, um, you know, seeking out, uh, professors and, you know, talking to Lisa and, um, you know, talking to my, my fellow staff members, I, really got to this place of like, no, there is value in, in womanhood, um, Mm -hmm. even more so than we often give credit, um, to ourselves. And I think, 
um, you know, the idea of biblical womanhood has been so um, tangled up in so many different things. And I won't even get into that because we'll be here literally all day. But I literally, think, ten, literally ep- 10 hour episode. Yeah, genuinely. Um, and no one needs that. You know, it's okay. find some sort of expert to talk about that. Um, but I, I I just really felt this um, this deep um, sense of responsibility for the women of Biola, especially fall of my sophomore year was kind of when I. Um, I like joined the staff somewhat end of my freshman year and then um, really dove deep into things sophomore year um, with that being my first full year um, mm-hmm. with Grit. And I remember I was also in a human sexuality class at the same time where we talked about um, the oppression of women um, throughout cultures, throughout history um, and what that looked like. And I just remember coming out of that class just like so angry, so angry that women have been you know, objectified and um, used and abused um, and then also put on these pedestals that are just unrealistic. Um, You know, there's so many different layers of that. But um, I remember coming into GRIT that week, like our GRIT staff meeting that week, and um, just being like, I welcomed with my like anger and be like affirmed that like it's biblical that I'm angry about this because we are image bearers just as much as anyone um and we have value intrinsically that is like so key um to so many different things and like I think um yeah I think saying goodbye to that space that like you know really shaped me has been um really difficult um and continues to be difficult I was even like just thinking on the ride up here I'm like this is like this is it. Like that's crazy. Um, we'll so, reel you back in. Don't oh, worry. please do. I'm I'm always down to to be with you guys. Um, but yeah, I think I there was a lot that I wanted to accomplish that that I didn't. That was also hard because COVID just came in and wrecked um, Biola's culture, Biola's um, engagement, like in within the community, and that was. <clears throat> just like heartbreaking to me um and and i had this really unique perspective of being the one person who was on staff um before COVID hit um Mm -hmm. when we got back to campus and so i think i just was like i don't know how to leave her but i think the one thing that has been just so incredibly comforting um is the the hands that i've you know left grit with um that's been just really sweet and really special to me even like the fact that we're doing this podcast right now this was something that we dreamed of for forever um we started this conversation when i was a sophomore um and we didn't have the tools or the means to to figure this out and didn't have the knowledge to do it um and so to know that like jenna you're heading this up like that that is such a blessing to me like when you texted me legitimately jenna texted me mm, like a month and a half ago um just wanted to let you know we're starting the podcast um and like wanted you to know because it's weird that you're not here that i literally sat there and sobbed because i was like this is just so special this thing that we've been wanting to do this is where the culture is going like um written content is just not the same as it used to be and so to be able to know that um the continuity of grit is in just like the best hands that it can be like that has been just so empowering to me and has helped me um to like let go and um work through the grief that is the space of like what it meant and um you know what it continues to mean I think it it's it's really nice to see um people enjoying that and people engaging in that um so Rachel thank you for sharing that um thank you for putting in my hands what was in your hands (laughs) of course yeah i love that yeah yeah so i have this liturgy that i think is very prevalent and it's something that my mind keeps coming back to and i just think about like missing something Hmm. so this is from every moment holy one of my favorite liturgy books it's like a modern liturgy book and all the liturgies are free online so you don't Mm -hmm. even have to buy the book Um, But this is the one for missing someone. Grant us courage to shrink neither from the aches nor the joys that love brings. For each willingly received will accomplish the good works you have appointed them to do. Therefore, we praise you even for our sadness, knowing that the sorrows we steward in this life will in time be redeemed. Hmm. I love it so much. That's going to make me cry. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I, and I, I really do feel like 
that feels honestly that feels like my my Biola experience of like there was joy and there was sorrow and there was sadness and there was grief and there was good and there was bad and there was hard and yeah disgusting and you know name everything in the book and it's there and I think yeah I think it it's it's weird to just be like okay that that's that's done um but I think at the same time it's like what a joy it is to to be able to know that it it means something um and to know that you know that hours of you know frustration I, I felt in the middle of the pandemic trying to engage with a community that didn't you know wasn't actually tangible and physical in front yeah. of me um that you know that that paved the way for um us to be here right now um and for you to be on staff and um I don't know that's just really really beautiful to me so yeah the line like grant us the courage to shrink neither from the aches nor the joys that love bring yeah i feel like we only talk about like embracing the joys that love bring but like mm-hmm. the authenticity of our love is shown in like the sorrow and the ache when yeah. that's left behind yeah and so like by leaving biola and grit it only shows like your care for it more by mm. you still like the ache that yeah. just shows that it mattered which is a good thing but it's easy to be like I should be over this like Hmm. you know what I mean but it's like it just shows that that was something that God was working in you and still is yeah and just because you're physically done doesn't mean your processing is done yeah like that's a continual lifelong thing totally or even like the the fruit of my time in all of those things you know I think I've seen how much um all of the different parts of my experiences at Biola have, you know, brought me to where I am right now. Yeah. Um, brought me to the community that I'm in, the church that I'm a part of, um, the people that I surround myself with. And I think um, there's a lot of, like, goodness in that, um, even though there, you know, was at one time a lot of pain in each of those aspects of my life. Like, there was a lot of pain in what it meant to be a part of community um, because of yeah. COVID and um, you know, I've experienced some like trauma at the hand of the church and, and now there's like goodness coming from that in this church that I'm a part of now. And so, I, you know, all of these things that, that come together to make up who we are, um, and who we're going to be and what God is doing in our lives. Um, like God is really actually redeeming all things back to himself. And I think, um, I'm really glad that he's not like finished doing that. Um, that he keeps going um, and that there's like nothing that will stop that work um, because he's God and he's just better, you know? Totally. Like what we want, like tying up loose ends and stuff is always so much less than what he wants for us. But it totally. tends to be more of a, a 10 year plan or something yeah, than no, like exactly. a five minute fix that we would do if we yeah. were him. But that's why we're not him. Totally. And he like created us that way with intentions. And I don't know, that's just really beautiful that, that he gets to tell his story his way. Um, and his story is a lot better, if I'm honest. If, I'm, if so, I'm being real. Literally, there are so many things that I'm like, that really didn't need to happen. <laughs> like, are you really sure didn't. we needed that in the plot? Like, was that was that super necessary for development? Or like, could we have just like moved on? Um, and the thing is, is like, God has used every single one of those like hard things in my life to bring about joy and peace and goodness. And, um, and he's doing that in, in every single person I know. And, um, you know, everyone listening to this podcast, like he's doing that in your life and, um, he's not going to, to give up on you. Um, just because you feel, feel big emotions or, or you don't know where you're going or this time of life feels confusing, um, mm-hmm. or there's grief or pain or suffering, like he's still there and, and he's going to use it and not just for the sake of using it, but for the sake of, of his kingdom and for your good. And that's such a weird thing to like accept and process through. And, um, but it doesn't mean it's any less good. So facts. Yeah. So Rachel has her little farewell letter pulled up um okay so this is what i have so far again it's still a work in in progress um somehow <laughs> um 
after four months. Um, okay, so I said, in the application process to get on staff at GRIT, one has to provide a written statement answering a question from a list of a few different ones. This gives the current staff the opportunity to have an understanding of your writing ability as well as hear a bit of your heart. I think the question that I wrote on as I was applying was, what would your younger self think of who you are today? I recently took a look at what I wrote and laughed to myself because I began to I began my piece with the words, self-reflection is an odd experience. It seems fitting that as I close my time at Biola and with grit that I echo these words. Sweet freshman Rachel went on to say, the concept that you were once a very different person, but yet still the same person is hard to wrap your head around. This concept is one that I have been struck with over and over again in the past few weeks. And I'm going to interject the past few months. Um... I have found myself sitting in spaces that I have passed by countless times just to soak up a li the little time I have left. It is in these moments that I reflect on who I was when I arrived at Biola in the fall of 2018. Hmm. If I'm honest, I find it exceptionally difficult to succinctly put into words my experience of the last four years at Biola and the last three working for GRIT. It is hard to express the range of emotions and circumstances surrounding my, quote, college experience and the sweet chaos of a roller coaster it has been. One thing that I'm struck with, though, is the way Grit and the women that make up this space uh, met me in a time when I needed it most. I came to Biola with a timidity towards my passions, unsure of how to interact with them, let alone how to act on them. I went through much of my freshman year trying to simply get a semblance of a grip on the baggage I came into Biola with. This proved to make getting involved difficult, yet there was something so special about Grit that drew me in, a presence very contrary to much of what I experienced at Biola. That presence was filled with grace, understanding, a space to process the happiest moments of, the, of life and the hardest. It wasn't until I joined the team that I, I watched as that presence provided me with an opportunity to grasp more of who I was as a woman, as a writer, as a leader, as a friend, as a daughter, and as a Christian. In a lot of ways, joining the staff at the tail end of my freshman year felt like an, a precious embrace from God, one that pointed me to an inexplicable assurance that I was exactly where I was supposed to be and that I had a purpose. I watched as timidity was replaced with confidence, passions became clearer, and that baggage got a little lighter. The GRIT team provided capacity and made room for me in a way that I will never be fully uh, be able to fully articulate. Before we part ways, I would like to say a few words about womanhood and the space you are entitled to take up in the kingdom of God. It is quite clear to me that there is an enemy who wants to silence you and isolate you in your weakness. You, my dear Biola woman, have a set-apart, clear, and distinct purpose that is in direct opposition to the schemes of the devil, and he will do everything in his power to keep you from stepping into all that God has created and called you to do. He may try to strip you of your confidence, convince you that your passions aren't worth it, and that your baggage disqualifies you from being effective in the kingdom of God. Mm. However, the Bible is clear in 2 Timothy 1.7 when Paul says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And that's what I have. Wow. Yeah. I think um, Aww, Rachel. there's a dot, dot, dot there, but I think there will maybe always be a dot, dot, dot there. Really. Thank you for sharing your kind words. Yeah. Uh, miss hearing them. I'm like, submit. <laughs> submit a guest blog, Rachel. Yeah, you let me know. <laughs> there's every topic you want me to talk about. I got you, girl. Perfect. Mm. Well, I feel like our underlying theme in our episode has just been like, it's okay if you don't know how you're feeling. Mm-hmm big feelings grief grief yeah which like my roommate would kind of laugh at me that this is like <laughs> what we're so we've talked about like literally grief is my like favorite thing ever but it's really it's really not. like it's my passion it's my passion <laughs> yeah i listened to a, a sermon on grief on my way over here so yeah <laughs> maybe that's why preached by her father <laughs> yeah so. cheers shout, shout out. out shout out bill mccready <laughs> big old shout out to him literally we quite literally wouldn't be here without him so Thanks literally <laughs> yeah uh thank you for joining me on the pod today yeah um it's been great chatting of course wrapping up wrapping up wrapping up um follow us on our grit instagram love you but love, love you guys love you make sure to love get you, viola women <laughs> you stay gritty girls <laughs> no 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 stay gritty true but mm. with that um goodbye <laughs> and and see you later <laughs> see you soon <laughs> see you in two weeks <laughs> true 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 true
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Did I Talk Too Much? If you enjoyed this week's episode, we would love to hear from you. You can leave a rating and a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. To make sure you don't miss an episode every other week, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well to get the latest updates on upcoming events, new blogs, and question boxes where you have the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Our Instagram is at grit at Biola. Our blog is linked in our Instagram bio where you can hear from our staff writers and read more about our mission. Thanks again for tuning in. The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily represent the beliefs of Biola University or the GRIT Editorial Board. All content is designed to inspire and challenge GRIT listeners to explore their gifting, foster resilience, gain insight, and develop tenacity.